at Parachute, we give a sheet. Hello. Hello, Merlin. Hi, Dan. How are you? Doing well. How's everything up there? Way up there. Everything way, way, way. Good, good, good. Good, <laughs> good. It's unseasonably warm. Is it? What's it like up there? Warm. Warm and sunny. Nice. Yeah. No, it's nice. It's nice. It's a nice change. I like when the weather changes. I like when it rains. I like when it stops raining. <laughs> Anything different is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm the, uh, what am I? Am I the, uh, the Heraclitus of weather? Yeah, you're the tall one. Yeah. That'd be a terrible rap name. Anyway, things are good. How are you? <laughs> things are great. Things are good. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um. So we were uh, we were out of town, and now we're back. Where'd you go? Or you we went that? to uh, attend a wedding where I officiated at the wedding. Did you really? Like you did the you did the pronouncement of the the marriage itself, like in front of an audience and all that. I pronounced it phonetically. Yeah, I did the whole thing. It was pretty crazy. Have you done that before? Nope. Nope. It was a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure, but it was, it was, uh, it was fun. It was, it was nice. It's nice to go away for a few days, you know, sunny there too. What capacity, like, how is it that you're allowed to perform that, that kind of thing? Legally? Well, that's a good, that's a good question. Many years ago, there was a prophecy uh-huh. that there would be one. Uh-huh. Boy, I hate movies with a prophecy. No, no, I just signed up. I've got an, I'm, you know, I'm an internet minister. Oh, okay, cool. That's easy. Yeah. Back when I did it, I was a notary. And in Florida is one of the few states where all you have to have is a, is a, a notary. I think in, in Florida, you can, you can become a notary at a Whataburger. Yeah, you can. It's $75 if, and they don't check. And, yeah, any, you just fill out, fill out the comment card. Yep. What kind um, of uh, what kind of uh, minister did you become? Well, I don't like to talk about religion, right? But I, I've been a universal life minister uh, since uh, some point in the early '90s when everybody was doing it, and then I re-upped to get the whole. You can get like this whole wedding package. Comes with a book of tips on oh, how to make nice. a wedding. You get a, a certificate and a card, and you get a nice uh, little uh, clergy badge that you can wear. Because <laughs> Conan O'Brien has been ordained. Yeah, out there in Modesto, right? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I hope it's okay. I hope everything's all right. I, you know, I tried to cross my T's and dot my I's. I hope everything works out all right. But uh, it's yeah, cool. it's good. And the little booklet they give you is nice. They're very, they're, they're very, um, they make a really big deal about how, you know, you can marry any kinds of people that you can legally marry. Right. And it's nice. It's nice. And so I, um, we did that. And the bride and groom made it very, very easy on me. I mean, of course, I still had huge anxiety about preparing for it. That's but a big, I mean, it's very different from like giving a talk somewhere, you know, like this is, they're going to remember this forever. And everyone who's there is making videos and wow. I, um, there's a part of me that loves uh, seeing people I know and family members. And there's another part where I don't, you know, people give you their notes about things that they've heard. Yeah, I heard you on the uh, Slate Political uh, Gab Fest. You weren't very good. Like, I know. I know I wasn't. It really wasn't my kind of thing. But yeah, I did the best I could. How's it going? More uh, more iced tea? Um, so, I was Googling you, and I found some things that you've done, and it's very interesting. It's, very, it's a, lot of, a lot of cussing. Um, no, not really. <laughs> they, aren't, they aren't characters from Saturday Night Live. But no, the, the couple made it very easy on me. They wanted something very short. They wanted something not too gaudy. Uh, God, G-O-D-D-Y is a mm-hmm. word I just made up. Not G-A-U-D-Y. 
No, no. It was extremely gaudy. We all wore wallpaper. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um no, it went well. It was it went it went well. And uh it's a lot of pressure though. It really is. You know, the depressing part is uh if you're mean you're not a very creative person, you start with you Google for some wedding vows. You find you go on the internet, you find some wedding vows. You find some that like mostly make sense. There's some various robots you can go through that'll help you robot up some uh wedding vows. But then you go like, hmm, I'd like to personalize this some. So I'll do the uh, the writerly thing and I'll go to WikiQuote and try to find some good quotes about marriage. And boy, you don't want to do that. Because um, really, all, all of the great quotes about marriage are really depressing. So, you know, I, I think you should have done the uh, the ones from um, Princess Bride. Like what? Where love, true love, but he does it in that strange... Oh, with he's got the kind of lispy voice? Yeah, love... <laughs> true love that that guy that would have been hilarious cook. if you just g- jumped right into character and done peter cook yeah i keep telling my dog i keep threatening to get a pope hat because i figure i figure <laughs> why you not can... you're you're in your 40s you can do it <laughs> yeah i'm due for a midlife crisis i should get a pope hat <laughs> first of all i don't look good in a hat i don't have a hat head i but... did i disagree thank you i i I, hmm. I don't know uh i imagine you know can you just Buy a Pope hat. A costume shop would have that. Oh, look at that. You can buy a Pope hat. It's a Pope. Well, they call it a Pope Bishop hat. That, that doesn't sound right. Is it a Pope hat? It's a Bishop. What kind of hat is it? Oh, you're getting this I YouTube video. on how to a Bishop's hat. Bishop hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the Pope usually wears like a little yarmulke. Probably for his day to day. Yeah. Like when he's not up there on, on the, the stage, stage of life. He's yeah. walking around with just a yarmulke on, which we we let him use that. That's fine. A miter. I think it's called a, is it called a miter? I think I'm thinking a bandsaw. Bandsaw. Lathe. Tabletop saw. <laughs> miter. A miter. A miter. Also pap- spelled. Their chat room is saying pap- papal hat. Papal, papal hat. <laughs> <laughs> a papal, papal cap. <laughs> wow. Are you in the market for a new papal cap? Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, the thing is, <laughs> if you're going to be a guy who wears, let's just call it a Pope hat, right? No offense. But if you're going to get a Pope hat, I think the thing is you got to go all in. Right? No, you totally do. It helps if you're in... You need the uh, robes, the grace. The <laughs> head or the llama. <laughs> but you, but you get, you get, you, the thing is, if you just get one Pope hat, like you're drunk, like right. let's say you're in New Orleans and you're <laughs> drinking with your friends, you're having a slushy drink with a straw, right. and you go by the Pope hat store, and you're like, oh, it's time to get a Pope hat. And you'd get it and it's kind of like a lark. But, you know, I think if you're going to go full in, it probably helps to be in the seduction community. They call it peacocking. Are you aware of peacocking? Um, it's called peacocking. I mean, we try to keep this more like a PG-13 show. Yes. Um, and so well, in the seduction community, you get peacocking, which is where you're supposed to dress like a douche and wear like, like, like a giant ring, like a ring pop. Or maybe you wear like a, like a, like a, like a Robin mask. <laughs> He wears something that makes people say, wow, that's really a thing you got there. And you go, yeah. Uh-huh. And then you nag him. You spill a drink on him. You say, your friend's cuter. I got a whole course on this. I see. Um, it's called neuro-linguistic programming. Neural. Neuro. Neural. The uh, neural, neural. And so the thing is, if you're going to be the Popat guy, I think you kind of got to go all in. I think you get different ones. You get one that says New York Mets on it. Right. You get another one like a like a Bob Evans restaurant one, like some kind of a logo on it. You can have different ones, like the way like the way Judah Freelander has different funny hats. You could get sponsored. You could get like a NASCAR style sponsorship deal going. It could say it says Tide, Direct TV, <laughs> right? 
That's nationwide, whatever. There's a lot of people on the internet that are mostly known for being famous on the internet. And I think if that is the case, you could become the guy who wears a Pope hat. Yep. You can steal people's joke like that one guy. Still jokes from people, you wear a Pope hat pretty soon, you're, you got to show on E. That's still a thing, right? <laughs> I don't know. I was actually watching some NASCAR over the weekend. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, what made you want to watch NASCAR? Uh, well, you know, we, we've talked about how we've cut cut cable and things like that. And there was this, a point in the weekend where no one, no one, which means neither of my two children could decide on what to watch. And it was ramping up and escalating into a sort of scorched earth kind of battle. And I um, said, you know you, what? You got to cut, you got to come in and be Solomon, cut the baby in half. Right. Right. And I said, you know yeah. what? Neither of you guys are picking anything. We're watching whatever is going to be on regular TV. And it was all, as usual, it was all just the Spanish-speaking channels and NASCAR. So I, we picked the NASCAR. But it was actually fun. We kind of all got into it. Right. I don't know what's happened, but now I'm kind of, like, I, I'm enjoying it a little Did bit. Do you find yourself sort of pulling for, for one of the people to win? You kind of go, well, I hope that yellow car wins. Yeah, there was one guy who was in a blue car and right out of the, is they call it the gates, like in a horse race, and right out of the gates, mm-hmm. uh, boom, something happened. Uh-oh. Something happened. He went immediately down into the pit and, uh, and then it was out of the pit. And they talked about how they switched from the first battery to the second battery. What I thought these, oh, he had, had, he had a battery problem, thought these were engines, but whatever oh. batteries, battery driven, whatever. And they switched that and it, it he had no power. You see, he had no power. That's no what power. they kept saying. He has got no power. They really clarified that. <laughs> and then he, he switched to the, uh, to the other battery and it had power and he had, oh he, my God. so I was rooting for him the whole way to, to catch up. Yeah, you, you start pulling for the guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who it was. I don't even know what car. number it was. Yeah. It was yeah. blue. That's all I know is the blue, blue car. car. Yeah. Um, did you know that um, Solomon, you know, you ever heard of a person named Shlomo? You hear, ever hear the name Shlomo? <laughs> yes, I have. I, I love the name Shlomo. Shlomo it's, is the modern version of Solomon. Although Solomon sounds true? more modern. This is true. I'm looking at the page for Solomon. <laughs> Solomon Gomorrah? Solomon <laughs> Is that a different? I'm not familiar with the New Testament. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, if you turn around, uh, you know, uh, Lot's wife turned around and turned into a pillar of manna. They have a, real explanations for what could have happened there. Have you ever watched that show on Discovery with, with Lot's wife? Yeah, like well, like the pillars of salt that already kind of exist. They said, in, God, God said you got to get out of here. You got to go. I think this is this is Sodom and Gomorrah. Am I right? Yeah, never turn, never turn back. But then they found that there are like these pillars of salt that actually exist in this one place, and that maybe this was you know a legend written around them and uh, all kinds of. Scientific. So if it were today, she might turn into like what, like a Dasani water vending machine. <laughs> There's probably biblical precedent for that. I love those science shows where like the plagues can be explained and, you know, from a natural progression of, a you know, I love that. I love that. Yes. Love it. Jedediah. That's a good name. (laughs) Jedediah. You're going to talk about that Simpsons episode where they got all the names, right? The guy calls them out one by one. Oh, (laughs) right. Courtney. Zoe. Chloe. Brittany. Uh, It was good. (laughs) that's when they went with their free pretzels right <laughs> that's a good one well i have put a link to the universal life church as well as uh, my uh i am i'm also ordained as a uh a dudist priest at uh, oh right sure dudism.com with legally recognized uh ordination of dudist priests also latter-day dude is the official name of the 
the religion. So both of those are in the show notes if you want to. That's that's yeah. I, I don't know how all that stuff works. I you know it's I try legal. to make every yeah yeah. I, I, there was a lot of hand waving in the uh, documentation about make sure it's okay in this county and everything like that. Right. I think I think I'm okay. You're all right. And, yeah. So yeah, and it comes with a nice like uh, fancy looking certificate you can fill out that says hey hey we're married. Oh my gosh, this picture is amazing. That's the bride with my daughter, who is the oh flower god. girl. So sweet. Oh my god. <laughs> Look at her. Wow, she's growing up so fast. Oh my god. She's so huge. There's another one. You can see me kind of in the background in that one. Up on the, uh, I don't know, the dais. What do you call that? You call that a, uh, what do you call that? What do you call that? Amadeus. What do you call that thing in the backyard? <laughs> you call it a, uh, not a trellis. What's that called? A gazebo. You can see me on the gazebo. Oh. You see me back there? I'm wearing a suit. Well, I'm waiting for the, you send it in the same thing? Same robot. Still yeah. sending, I guess. Mm, Austin. <laughs> I know, I know. Am I right? <laughs> You're, yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah, I was just looking at the footage of the, this is horrible, it's not funny. Uh, it's not funny, I shouldn't even talk about it. The the guy in the tactical outfit who shows up at the church and killed the fitness lady. Did you see that? No. That's happening in Texas. That's well, happening in your own state. That's happening. Right now? Yeah, it just happened. Like, you see a heavy, no, it's a, it's like you see the tape of kind of a heavy guy. Uh, dressed like a cop walking around. It's it's really disturbing. I wish people would stop doing things like that. We should kickstart that. Jedediah. I'm looking for where I'm not even seeing this news. Uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Oh yeah, he apologized. Amber apology. Yeah. So it's been a big week. Yeah, it's definitely been huge week. Went to uh, Legoland, which was uh, good, not great, but good. It's the trouble is you can't really if you're a Simpsons fan it's hard to go to Legoland without Blocko Land being in your head. Legoland is uh, was that in is that in San that's nearby where we were down oh. near uh, San Diego. San Diego. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool though. It was pretty cool. They um they have lots of lots of stuff made of Lego uh, there. Big stuff and big big stuff. Um, my kid went on a roller coaster for the first time. Whoa! Went, how was that? Mostly okay. Her eyes were closed, it was closed and she was in uh, terrible fear the entire time. But she did it. <laughs> so just like when you're grown up. She, no bodily functions. And I was trying to tell her, you know, well, I mean, I, I think it might be scarier to ride a roller coaster with your eyes closed. I you can't so. see what's, I mean, at least you know what's coming. You feel the dip. Oh, you got to feel the dip. We did that. We got splashed a lot. We, there was lots of things involving being sprayed with water. Mm. It's like being in a German's apartment. <laughs> Oh so God. you got Jedediah, you got Shlomo. <laughs> this is very interesting. The whole, there's a whole webpage for us, for Solomon here. Sins and Punishment. So how are you doing okay? Yeah, doing pretty good. Send me some, um, some background material on the unsuccessful restaurant uh, near where you are. It's got lots of red arrows in it. Yes, that's right. After the show last week, I wanted you to get a, the, full, the full feeling of what what it's like every day as I drive out of the parking lot of my There needs to be building. a name for this kind of building style because <laughs> this building style is a lot like the San Francisco Zoo, which I think I mentioned <laughs> to you before. No matter right. where you go at the San Francisco Zoo, you're sta- you feel like you're standing behind something. No matter where you go, you're, you, there's, there's nothing that feels like the front of anything at our zoo. You're always like, is this where you're supposed to go in? And, and with this place... Isn't that really... where Jack and, uh, and the, the two girls are running around in the beginning of the... Three's company. Well, and that's all. the San Diego Zoo. Oh, San Diego. That's all the all I don't confusing. know. My wife was just in Washington last week. She went to the big zoo. Um, oh, wait. I sent this to Madeline instead. Sorry. Um, uh, I'll send this to you yeah, here. Send it to me. But, uh, 
Yeah, they, she didn't see the panda though. Hmm. Remember no that? one Remember ever what, sees the panda. No one sees the panda. Only uh, and when you see the panda, it's like it's like oranges in the Godfather. You know, there's going to be trouble. <laughs> you see what were panda? you tweeting about that before? What, what? Was, you were talking about the someone was tweeting back and forth with you about the oranges and the Godfather. Uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate that. I, I didn't respond because everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Anytime you see. Uh, oranges, the fruit in the Godfather, something bad's death, about to happen. It's about to be death. Oh, there's the picture. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that pretty? It's gorgeous. Look at yeah, her. She's this, so cute. There's me in the background. Looking, I like looking you in the of, background. Uh, austere. Yeah. Those are nice. I got some. I bought, I bought shoes. I bought grown man's shoes and got everything. Shoes. You got glasses. Glasses. Banana Republic suit. Got a got a haircut. I shaved. Wow. Yep. 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 Is that the and groom up there on the? That's, that's the groom. That's the groom. He's a good, good man. And um, so that went okay. Legoland, Godfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, I never the, found out if that's restaurant. on purpose. Oh God! Yes, the sorry. Yes, the restaurant. So looking at this picture, we don't <laughs> want to mention for privacy reasons. We won't mention the name of the place. Right. They got sushi, ramen, soba, and something that starts with an H. Uh-huh. It says we deliver. Yes. Now they also have a basic problem. This is a problem also with our local cat cat veterinarian. They have a sign that's behind a tree. Our cat place just got a new <laughs> yeah. sign. It's a shame. It's a really nice sign, but it's behind a tree <laughs> and it's occluded. Yeah. So this place it has awnings. It's got are those what are those? Are those like loudspeakers or lights? What is that up there behind the uh, the secondary sign? What is uh, that behind the secondary sign? The, well, there it looks like those are. My best guess has been that they're some kind of light. They look like speakers, but there's no reason for them to be speakers because that's that little tiny patch of grass is the only place you would hear them. Unless uh-huh. you're like driving by and you hear some, you know, Japanese music, you <laughs> want to pull just, in and get some. There's a loop all day long. Sushi, <laughs> ramen, soba, here. Hot no, pot, I think they're lights, but they look like they look like the kind of like when we were growing up, mm-hmm. if you had like a hi-fi. And yeah. you were to take those speakers and sort of mount them on hooks outside of the restaurant. That's or you what they put a big, like. you put a put a bows on a hook. Right, you get a hook bows. The yeah. most prominent feature of this place, aside from the tree that hides the whole thing, mm-hmm. is uh, is the a lot of the wire <laughs> utility, utility boxes. yeah boxes that are there. That's mini, the entrance. Mini utility boxes, some akimbo. <laughs> right. Uh huh. And they got some nice handicap parking right there. I know you're not a fan of the Walking Dead TV show, but for fans out there, uh, if you've ever seen the episodes where they go to Terminus, this is a lot. It looks, <laughs> it's like if Terminus had a Japanese restaurant. Uh, yeah, I, I now I feel like I should watch it, but it, what you can't really make don't, out don't don't, uh, don't eat on don't watch that on a full stomach. You, you can see I mean? how things have been sort of painted over around like the corners. There's a darker paint that doesn't really go all the way around. Yeah, they made uh, some unusual choices here. They've done the trim in a kind of green. Yeah. They did that four to five years ago. <laughs> and then they've done a touch-up with slightly browner paint. <laughs> um, and it's it's not a good look. <laughs> no. And uh, the, what you can't see, because it was too dark, but it, it, it was uh, if you were to look in through the door, that front door is always open. Mm-hmm. Rain <laughs> or shine, hot or cold. If you were to see inside, and I wish that I'd been able to capture this in the photo that I took, but inside there is a a, a single lone man at the table inside, not far from the door, just sitting alone. He's, I'm guessing, the owner, probably also the chef, and and for sure the only person in the building. Oh my goodness. And it's just, it's a one-story concrete block. Uh, It's sort of 
looks like two rectangles attached to each other. Yeah. I mean, my, my daughter has made much more interesting things in Minecraft. <laughs> this is two poorly painted rectangles and a sign. <laughs> right. Come on in. And if you see uh, the top arrow, it, there's, a, there's a large sign up there. Yeah. That is, the is that for sign, Disney's Aladdin? What is that? That is the previous owner <gasps> restaurant sign. Oh, That's I see. The, it's got a blue flower on it, right. it looks like. And a P, a capital P, in sort of a, right. almost a Comic Sans P. Mm-hmm. That, it was what the restaurant used to be called, and they have never removed that sign. Yeah. So it's the previous restaurant's sign. We get a thing in our neighborhood where somebody (laughs) opens up a restaurant or a bubble tea place and boy, there's a lot of bubble tea, whatever that is. There's a lot of it here. And, uh, and you put up a sign that says uh, grand opening and then you leave it there for like five, six years until it's like blue black with mold (laughs) grand opening. Come on in try the crab. Isn't bubble tea the stuff that has the little tapioca balls at the bottom? I think it's got balls in it. You get an extra wide straw, diabetes. And uh, yeah, you can just suck that right out of there. You suck out the uh, suck out the balls. Tapioca pearls. Ta- <laughs> I'm gonna right? check that out. Urban Dictionary. <laughs> tapioca uh, pearls. Tapioca pearls. Mm-hmm. Don't happy Google anniversary. That. <laughs> happy anniversary, honey. <clears throat> so it's been a big week. A huge week. Huge, huge week. Uh, we're 21 minutes in. Um, um, uh, you know, I don't have, I'm not super well prepared today. I know that's the ones you usually like. I got a couple things. Uh, some, uh, I got some new tumblers for you to follow. Um, I did a wedding. I want to talk about this app that just got updated. You know, one thing, one, one little bit of lighter fare to go in with. Uh, go check out show notes. Have you seen Leaving Everywhere? With Nick, Nikki Cage? Oh, Nicholas Cage. Um, yeah. No, leaving. Oh, leaving everywhere. That's got Elizabeth Shue. He's yeah. going to drink. He's going to drink in uh, the he's, desert. He's going to leave in a different metaphorical yeah. kind of sense. Okay. This is uh, one of those robot things somebody made. Uh, you can see it in notes. It's at tinysubversions.com slash leaving everywhere. Okay. Um, this is by Darius Kazimi from Field Train, whatever that means. Uh, hello, Darius. It says, using real data from the U.S. Census Bureau's 2013 American <laughs> Community Survey to make fake arguments. So you'll remember last week we talked about uh, writing open letters to things and how very, very effective that is. Yeah. And, and really the longevity of an open letter, you know, when you could have really just said something to somebody. What but, you know, this? so they take things that people wrote <laughs> in surveys and this randomly generates. So this is one that was randomly generated. And so basically he makes medium posts, uh, like open letter quit things out of data that he's pulled out of the 2013 American Community Survey. This one's called Why I'm Leaving Birmingham, Alabama. (sighs) Maybe I'm just not cut out for Birmingham. It pains me to say this, but Chandler, Arizona is going to be my new home. There's a lot I'm going to miss about this place. The carpet stores, the factories, the trams. My best friend and photogrammatorist Aaron, the gardens, (laughs) and it goes on and on. So you can generate another one. Let's see. Here's another one called, oh, why I'm leaving San Francisco, California. I'm doing the unthinkable. I'm breaking up with San Francisco. In just a few weeks, I'll be moving to Fayetteville, North Carolina. Anyway, I will dearly miss my good friends, Molly and Max. Yet, I feel it's time. Goodbye. So it's, it's sort of like they're pulling information from a sense, the census? Uh, or what? U.S. Census Bureau's 2013 American Community Survey. This is probably one of those ones that has lots of uh, text areas. I get it. American Community Survey. I'll put this in notes. Pretty fun. Pretty, pretty, 
pretty good. Anyway, that's fun. If you like open letters, boy, open letters, buddy. I want to do a podcast of just dramatic readings of Yelp reviews. I think that would go over really well. Oh God, they're so good. They're so good. Sometimes we watch, um, uh, hotel hell, which is not a good TV show, Mm. but sometimes it's really hard to watch. And I, 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 it makes me very uncomfortable. My daughter loves it. This is where Gordon Ramsay goes into some place that's obviously about to fall apart and tries to (laughs) turn the place around by yelling at everyone. Um, and boy, you know, you don't want to show Gordon Ramsay frozen food. He's got a real thing. He's got a bee in his bonnet about frozen food. Um, this could kill somebody. <laughs> that's it. This, who would do this to an avocado? <laughs> and and he, then he like his trademark bit seems to be that he rubs his eyes really hard. That's how you know he's getting real mad. Oh, that's like the he's about to Hulk out. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then he really lets him have it. So this is, this is a family business and she's doing all the work and you're in here having disco parties in the hotel lobby and not paying her anything. And you're out there smoking pot or living in this, in this uh, van outside. And no, uh, this is no way to live. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So sometimes when we're watching that, you can't help but go and see if the place is still open. Oh yeah. Now I think with kitchen nightmares, something like 60% of the places are closed that he went to, but that makes sense because they weren't doing that well to begin with. It's kind of a false, uh, false positive, false negative. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to be on that show already, it means you're one things step. It's not because things are going great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yelp reviews. I don't know. <clears throat> can I mention this app? Or did you want to tell me about something you like? Sure. I can tell you about something. Tell, tell, about about something, something. Like. tell about something new. Yeah. Something borrowed, something blue. Something borrowed. In fact, blue is a perfect segue because the one I, I got was blue. Oh, I got a light blue. You got what a light I blue. I got a, uh, got a, uh, got a uh, powder. Mine's in powder. Powder. Percale powder. 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 We're talking, of course. Of course. About Parachute. Parachute is, it's our new sponsor. And these, these folks make bedding. Bedding. On, and it's, they're an online bedding store. They're based right next door to Merlin in Venice Beach, uh, California. Hello. You could swing by there right after the show, walk out there and, and, and go check them out. Uh, but this is the thing. You, we've talked about, we've talked about beds on this show. So we've had sponsors who do make beds. Oh, I got a lot to say about beds. But I'll tell you what, great sleep, it starts with your sheets. It's true. If you have like an uncomfortable, crunchy, sheet under there you're not gonna sleep good doesn't matter what's underneath it this is a fact look this up Mm -hmm. what they have done is they've created a line of everyday bedding essentials they've got sheets they've got the the comforters they've got duvet uh covers talk talk with your wife if these are new terms uh and their website is great simple it's easy to use you go there you pick the bedding stuff that you want you have it delivered directly to your front door so we we did this you did this i did this and uh they've uh, we'll talk about that but it just the people need to know there's free shipping, there's free returns, and you get to try again. Like, you know what? What if what if it is the crunchy kind? You want to find out that it's not the crunchy kind. You want it to be the soft kind. Thirty night risk free guarantee, so you don't have to worry about a thing. Great sleep. You're gonna have amazing sleep on these things, and uh, and and so this is this is the deal. Go to their website. It's parachutehome.com. They made a special URL. Parachute, p a r a c h u t. Parachutehome.com slash back to work. Check out the sheets. They got duvets. They got all this. If you if you go there and you use the code back to work, twenty five bucks off your first order. And uh, you know they they like people are going. Well, what's the thread count? What's the thread count? 
Eh, that's, that's a like, gimmick. That's like, mega, that's like the megapixel camera debate. It, that's a gimmick. Yeah. Okay, but but they do have important resources at uh, at Parachute Home uh, at their blog. How do you fold a fitted sheet? I don't know. It's not. I say it's not possible. They no, say it's, it's a, possible. It's a, it's a it's a koan. And uh, and then they also they say forty percent of Americans don't use the top sheet. They just go right with the comforter. I'd like uh, to address this. Okay, so let's have may that. I address this? Yeah. First of all, I got a freebie for them. Parachute. Uh, we give a sheet. That's a freebie. They're just gonna have to run. We're just, just idea guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what, uh, uh, Dan, my family has suffered in silence. We, we've suffered in silence for years. <laughs> really? Because we're, we're a no top sheet family. We really? don't believe in top sheet. I think top sheets are for animals. You know what? Enjoy. If you enjoy it, that's okay. You go enjoy your top sheets. Nothing against people. You're, how them. very European of you. Maybe in sewer. We, uh, we, uh, we have a, um, uh, what do you call it? A, uh, you know, not a quilt, but a, uh, duvet, a duvet, a duvet. It's like a blanket, but French, right? A, bl- a blanket. And then uh, you put a cover on that. Yeah, we just use that. We roll with that. Mm-hmm. And so I was very happy to see that when we ordered, I don't want to be creepy, uh, but we got the Venice. We got the Venice. We got the Venice. Mm-hmm. I want to get this right. <laughs> yeah, get it right. <clears throat> we got the Venice. Bedding set. Bedding set. Oh, mm-hmm. we got the Percale Venice king size in powder. Yeah. And we put it on yesterday. Powder. And we, uh, I, I slept on it great last night. I slept for like nine hours. No problem. Really? Yep. And you don't have to have a top sheet. Like top sheets in our house, you know what that, you use that for a fort. Oh that's, yeah. That's fort making. And so, but they give you the option. They give you the option. When you get the Venice set, when you get the Venice set, you're going to get a fitted sheet, a duvet cover and pillowcases. Right. Isn't that nice that they do that for you? Yeah. They're listening to the consumer at Parachute. They give a sheet. <laughs> well, I got, I got the same thing. But I got it in the navy because I've ne- I haven't had darker colored sheets like a like a nice navy since I was uh, a, s- a young single uh, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, the wife comes in, she says, "No, white. All everything has to be white now." I said, "All right, cool." You know, fifteen years later, I'm going to try a blue one now. Yeah, it's like saying you can only buy like pink muscle tees. <laughs> no, it's shirts. You can buy. It's not like a tattoo. It's not, the, you know, it's not the only set I might ever buy, too. Not the only set. You can get different ones. You can get a navy. You can get a slate. You can get a powder. You can get an ash. You can get a white. You can get them. Egyptian cotton. You can get them in fog or blush if you get the, the linen uh, Venice set. Machine wash. Cool water. Mm, cool water. Tumble dry low. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> sounds like a character from Fan the Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> Tumble dry low. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, parachutehome.com slash back to work. Use the code back to work to get 25 bucks off. Go check it out. You're going to love it. Guaranteed. Maybe. Hey, give a sheet. <laughs> I like, they're going to have to run with that, but that's a good one. At parachute, we give a sheet. they're gonna be so happy with that so happy oh my Mm -hmm. gosh you know the thing is we do a (laughs) we do a consultative ad yes you come in you tell us what you got we go yeah not bad you you, how about you guys focus on the bedding sets right and you let us focus on the messaging you do what you do we do what we do you do you do you do (laughs) yeah (laughs) what's it tumblr dry low (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Tumblr dry low. It would be pretty. <laughs> what's, you know, he look, what's he look like? It's, it's, he's, he's got a helmet. He's got like a hose for a nose. Yeah. 
sort of like a like a like a uh, like would it be a prosthetic kind of a could be a prosthetic proboscis yeah. in a hose in a hosel shape. Now is he a big guy or a little guy? I'm thinking he's kind of like slightly smaller than us. Yeah, not right? as small as a Jawa, like a like a Thor and Oaken shield. Yeah, um, <laughs> Tumblr Drylo. I like that. It was a prophecy. <laughs> And a slightly small man who enjoyed sleeping would come along. Forged. <laughs> Forged in the fires of Endor. File a bug. Yeah, they had all kinds of Star Wars stuff at the Legoland. Oh, yeah. I bet they yep, did. Yep, yep. Oh, there's a funny one. They had a really low budget Anakin and Obi-Wan on the volcano, like in the lava. They just had this little disc of them turning, perpetually going in a circle. I'll send it to you. It's a lot like humanity, of course. It, it really sounds, sounds horrific. Oh, it's tremendous. It's just just tremendous. So that was good. A lot of moisture. Parachute. So, uh, you know, okay, okay, so I don't have anything for today. Can I just, can I just do this? It's all right. Let's do it. I don't know why I think talking like this is going to make it something people don't hear. <laughs> when I talk like this, only Dan can hear it. Um, <laughs> I heard about this happening a few uh, weeks or months ago, and I was very excited last night to see that this thing has happened. Mm. So if you need to get onto your Macintosh computer when you're not at your Macintosh computer and you have your iOS device, uh, you've been able to use, or from another Mac for that matter, help me out, I always get this wrong, it's VNC, not VPN, right? VNC, correct. Oh, oh, and I have some good follow-up for VPN stuff, but yeah, uh, let's VPN circle too. back I had to a, that. I had a great cloak experience I want to share with you also. Oh, cool. They were very nice to me and they said something nice to me. But a VNC, so basically you turn on screen sharing on your Mac and you set up your router to work with that. And, you know, if it's, it hasn't been, so if you don't know this right now, once you set up a Mac, uh, you get screen sharing on and your router's all copacetic. If you're on another Mac somewhere in the world, you can hit Command K, is the easiest way I know of. Command K from the Finder. And you type in, I think it's VNC colon slash slash and then the IP address or the domain name. Yep. And you can log in and control your screen. Now this is this is great. It's a great way to like not and you probably use this you must use this constantly. I do. Yeah. Apps, and I mean Mac Mini probably like Mac, Mac Mini Colo stuff. You must use this for tons of stuff. Constantly. And I'll I'll tell you what there I remember I'm trying to remember back what year this was, but it was quite a while ago and I I would say it was in the Windows NT Windows XP time period when I really started using VNC to remote to servers, because as we all know that like windows NT server, and then eventually windows 2000 server that you could, you needed to do a lot of GUI stuff. You couldn't just SSH in like you can or telnet in like you can with a Unix system back in the old days. So this became a very, very standard thing. There were these VNC clients that you had to use. And when this was slowly integrated into Mac OS 10 and I I believe under the behind the scenes it's still essentially it's just VNC that that that's how they're doing what they call screen sharing uh or remote desktop but I it may not be VNC anymore they may have kind of co-opted it but uh this is something that like right now uh on my screen I'm I'm here in front of my Mac and I have three of these screen sharing windows open one is to the audio machine that we're I'm recording this it's hooked up to our mixer one of them is to the streaming machine that does the, the I use Nicecast to stream it to the Icecast server. And then the other one is to the machine, one of two Mac minis that I use for the Skype stuff. And without this, I don't know, you know, without screen sharing, I'd be, who knows what I'd be doing. I'd be having 20 screens on the desk. Yeah. So this has been around in the Mac world for, for 
I think um, I want to see again. I, I'm not. A, forgive me. I don't know the technology behind this, but I want to say around the time back to my Mac became a thing. This became very easy. Yeah. You no longer needed like a commercial app to do this. Maybe it's always been possible, but there was one app called what's called screen sharing or we're yeah. what the app is called, but essentially, like I say, you can just launch it and uh, from the finder, you can then bookmark that from the finder. Um, I'm a big fan of command K. I use it for lots of things and uh, for getting around, but you know, this has been great for a long time in a case like Dan, it could be something in the same room as you. You don't have to do with a KVM or any of that stuff. It's just, you know, for certain kinds of stuff where you just need to go tweak something or do a little thing, you know, VNC is, is a great way to get around. Um, and then I, I'm trying to remember the first time it came to iOS. I don't remember, but I've had several apps for this in the past, but essentially there have been on iOS for a while. There have been various apps that let you VNC into a Mac. And I have to say that I, I, it still feels like magic to me. It's very clever. You don't need to do anything special on your Mac. It runs, most of these apps run with just stock, whatever, 5,900 or whatever you go into this port. And, um, and it's neat because you can set, you can do all kinds of things to, to set it, to tweak it the way that you want. Basically, the touch screen becomes like the mouse and it interprets things like, uh, in the case of the, this app called Screens that I'm talking about right now. Did I mention it's called Screens? I don't think I mentioned Screens no, yet. No, That's good. the app I will be talking about. It's Screens by, is it Adovia? Is that the name of the company? I think that's right. Adovia. Uh, but you know, with any of these, you go in and it'll do neat stuff like when you tap on your um, iPad or, or even your iPhone, You'll see like a little blue line, like do a bloop. So you can see where you clicked. That's now active. You can drag things. Pretty much almost all the stuff you can do on your Mac, you can do remotely. It is slower for obvious reasons, but it's totally doable. So anyway, Screens has been my go-to app for this for a while. And so with Screens, I believe you can use Screens on iOS straight out of the box with a standard Mac setup. But there's also a Screens app that you can install on your Mac that gives you special things. So things like you can, if there's a certain set of connections you want to share between your devices, be they Mac or, um, so, so I should say also, I think screens on iOS, uh, excuse me, screens on OS 10, it is a what? Not a demon, but like it runs and does stuff, it, yes, but it's, it's also like a an background app, process. but it's also a connecty app. You can right. also use that instead of the screen sharing app and benefit from that. Things like securely sharing that information between through, like through iCloud your different devices, like it'll remember your preferences for dealing, which is pretty great. So anyway, first of all, uh, just a note, VNC, cool thing. Second, VNC via iOS, great thing. Screens has been around for a while. Uh, really great. Uh, I use it a lot. There's times when I just want to do something at the office for a second and I don't want to have to go to the office. Or, you know, increasingly, let, well, say the obvious, you've got an iPad. Maybe you've got an iPad Pro. You now have the ability to do a lot of your Mac stuff remotely and that's really great. So yesterday, maybe Screens 4 came out and mm. I've been hearing about this for a while and Screens 4 for iOS has some very cool features to it. Um, well, let's go straight to the, the, the biggest one. So like if you have a halfway decent password on your Mac, you got to go in like norm, normally on a VNC, you got to go in and log in. The first screen you see when you log in remotely is, you know, the screen with your where you got to put in your password, which... I've never, I don't, I don't think I've ever had any luck pasting that password in. Even when you do the, you can do that on a Mac, but like you need to manually type in your password right. on the iOS. And if your password's any good, that's a kind of a pain in the butt. One nice new thing Screens 4 does is, uh, well, first of all, it has one password integration. So how, how awesome. Yeah. So basically you get the little, um, 
you get the little one password icon, you can click on it. And so if you want to log in using your one using one password with no stored information, I guess, you can do that. But this it gets even better. With screens four, as soon as you open the app, you click on the screen of where you want to go. And you know the little sh- this is kind of a weird piece of UI, but you know the little share arrow, the pointy up arrow. Right. If you do a long push on the pointy up arrow and you've stored your password on that device, it will enter it for you automatically into that field. Oh, that's awesome. And automatically hit enter. So basically, you click, bring up my Mac, you know, here in Hoboken, click, long click on that arrow, and it automatically logs you in. And you see your screen is exactly as it would look on the, um, on your Mac. So that's Dynamite. But they, they did another thing that I have been wanting. I haven't really articulated this or thought this precisely, but one thing that sucks about screen sharing, screen sharing is very primitive mm. in one particular way that is kind of ponderous which is like let's say you've got your nice secure mac somewhere in a secure location and you log in via vnc okay so now you're on your ipad dealing with your mac but you know the crazy thing you know this back at that computer the screen is on right the cursor is moving around yep and your your screen is unlocked. Like yep. your your Mac is unlocked right now. Which right. Is, it's, it's as if you were standing in front of it. You're just no one can see you. Yeah, and that gives me the heebie-jeebies a little bit. Sure. Now, is that is it, are all VNC clients like that? Is it? I mean, is there is yeah. there usually a way to? I mean, that that's kind of how it works, right? Yeah. I mean, and until where I think you're going with this, but yeah, I mean, they're they're typically when you have logged. So, like, if you have that remote Mac and it's sitting in your house. And you have it like on lockdown so your kids don't start smashing on the keyboard. And you're at work and you're like, oh, right, I got to go into the home computer and do the thing. And you, you connect to that thing. And one of your kids happens to walk by while that's going on. And they hey, hey they, free computer. <laughs> they, can, they can grab the mouse and launch whatever they want to launch or do whatever they want to do. And if it's someone less trustworthy than your kid, then you're in. Well, they, could do stuff like turn, they could do stuff like turn off screen sharing now that they're in. Sure. So... You know, that, I've always thought that was kind of weird and it makes me uncomfortable. Like imagine like if you're in a co-working space, like you say a computer at home, you may not want people to see, I mean, even if it's, you know, relatively secure place, you don't want your screen unlocked to people in the room. Right. <clears throat> so they introduced this new thing in screens four called curtain mode. And I, this may have existed other places before. This is the first time I've seen it. So curtain mode enables you, and I just tested it this morning and it worked. Uh, curtain mode basically puts a giant lock. Right see an image of a big lock on the screen of the Mac while it's being used and it's inaccessible but while you, you're using you it. you on your remote machine still see the screen as normal. Precisely. It's great. I can think of a million ways that could get really weird and bad. Like what if the connection's lost and you can't unlock it or something like that? But I guess there's probably precautions. But I noticed several neat things I really liked. One, you know, that the curtain mode thing is great. I think that's a really, seems like a really good idea. I'm sure there are cases where that could be weird, squirrely, and dangerous. The other neat thing I noticed though was in experimenting before we started recording, I, I tried this locally to see if the curtain mode worked. It did work. That was cool. Um, and then I closed, I hit the little break connection thing on iOS and the screen went black for a minute. And then when I hit the keyboard, it wanted me to log in again, which I love. It didn't just stay open. Do you follow me? I do. So when you break the connection, as, as my understanding of this is when you break the connection remotely, it also, like, basically, in my case, sleeps the computer to where if it comes back up, it's going to want to log in. Right. Secure. How great is that? Secure. Yeah. And it's also got, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I haven't tried this yet. So I'm just reading bullets from the page here. But um, it's got the 1Password integration. Pretty great. 
this is really handy, especially if you have lots of remote computers. This is, this is, it isn't just this one connection. You can remember lots of stuff. You can have groups of saved screens. That's really cool. Check this out though. I have not tested this yet, but, um, Dan or Jason wrote about this on Six Colors. There's 3D Touch. So if you're on your uh, iPhone and you do a long, you know, 3D Touch thing, you can log right in from the home screen. One, and it has... With just the press? Yeah, I oh, believe that's so. That's really cool. I haven't tried it yet, but that... And then also it has the... Um, you can also do the Touch ID to to lock the whole thing out, which is pretty great. Anyway, any time that they use Touch ID to keep me from having to type it, oh, I just love that. I think like the Amazon iOS app, oh, when yeah. you're placing your order at the end of it, they just use Touch ID. You don't have to enter a password. Enough. I love that. Love I that. use. I've turned on Touch ID everywhere that I can. I may regret it someday, but uh, it feels good to me to just have that there. I mean, it's it just seems sensible. Yeah. Love so anyway, it. I mean, this is, uh, I just, I'm, congratulations to the Adobe folks for making this. I would say, um, check this thing out. What does it cost? Screens four for iOS. Screens three for Mac is $29.99. I don't think you have to have, you can buy this on the App Store. Let me see what it is on the App Store. You oh, can launch use on this on a Mac where you're not running screens on the Mac. You can just connect to the, all you have to do is go into system preferences, sharing, and check the little box that says um, screen sharing. It's the first one un- under the sharing service options. But I think you also may need to turn on remote login and uh, the control one. I think those might need you, to be on also. But I'm you not sure. might. I've the the first thing I do on a Mac is turn on remote login. So I'm I'm never in a situation where that's off. So I don't know. Right. But uh, I know so you I'm, may need to turn on remote management. Also, mine is mine is off. Okay. So, but if you installed the Screens app for Mac, then you get a whole bunch of additional really cool features. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and um, I think it's 19.99 on iOS, uh, and I believe it was a free upgrade. I think I got it for free. Um, nice. If you're a Screens Three person, but that's money well spent because it's a little. It's so great to not. It's so it's so interesting. I mean, like when you think about the changes that have come around with the way iOS has matured over the years, and with the introduction of things like the Air Three and the iPad Pros. Like you really, you don't have to be in front of a Mac to do Mac stuff. Whether that's stuff you can do directly in an iOS app, that's totally plausible. Or if there's things where you just go need, need to go do a little bit of stuff on your remote Mac, you can totally do that now. And it, you know, it works. It's pretty amazing. Screens four for iOS. It is in show notes. Dan, where would people find show notes for this episode of Back oh, to Work? This episode, they can go to five by five TV slash B as in boys. Two is in the number. W is in water weight slash two six eight. Chumblo Drylo. I like that. That's a great name. This is good. Mm. Uh, that's most of what I've got. We've got a uh, a good comment from uh, listener Adam. I thought we could maybe potentially address. Okay. You got you got anything? You got anything you want to talk about? Yeah, there's a couple things, but like, you know, let's hit the important stuff first. Um, let's see. Do you want to tell me about something else you like? Sure. I mean, uh, why not? Let's do it. We, or, 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 or we could wait. No, I'll tell you about FreshBooks because it's something that, uh, that I, I love. 
I was a FreshBooks customer many, many, many years before they were ever a sponsor. And I think they're a really cool company that they're all about saving people time. And uh, they absolutely save me a lot of time because I don't really like anything that has to do with accounting or invoicing or trying to get paid for things. And so you can imagine we, we have sponsors on this show and we sell the sponsorships for pretty much all the shows on 5x5. Five five. And so that means we're dealing with a lot of different uh, companies. We're dealing with a lot of different vendors. All of them have different invoice sort of requirements of like whether it's a net 30 or a net 60. And, and you, would, you would think that uh, companies are always just, they're going to get their invoice and the next, the next minute that they get it, they're called down to accounting and the accounting person runs over and puts a check in the mail and they mail it out. But that's, that's not always what happens. In reality, uh, I would say that's absolutely not what happens. it's absolutely not what happens. And uh, and and so it, the the struggle that you have is like, well, what what happened to that? Forget the fact that if you're, if you're like doing your invoices in like Microsoft Word, they're going to look horrible, and they're you know forget that. They FreshBooks makes it super easy just to create the invoice in the first place. They make it super easy to go and 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 create an invoice. It's going to make sense to you. It's going to make sense to the people that. Uh, that you're sending it to and they're going to deliver it. But then the important part is like, okay, well, did they get it? And a lot of the time you just don't know, did it go to their spam box? Did they get it? And they don't want to say anything and they're trying to act like they didn't get it. So it could take longer to pay. All of this is revealed in FreshBooks. When you log in, you can see the status of all of your invoices right there. You can see the that the people who received it have clicked the link in their email and they got it and they looked at it. So you can say after 30 days has gone by and you haven't gotten paid, you can call them up or email them and say, well, I see that you uh, got the invoice on April 14th at 3.34 p.m. I'm just wondering if you were going to get around to paying that. All of this stuff is like built in. You can customize your invoices. You can uh, You can even set up like if you want to, you can get a deposit up front for the work. If you're like a designer developer and you want to get that, you can make an invoice go out to multiple people at the same company because sometimes there's like a project manager who wants to see it as well as the accounting department. You, the mobile app lets you take pictures of your receipts. And when you upload that, you can say, oh, this is for this client. I'm expensing it here. And like, boom, it's, it's all just wow. done. Clients can pay you online. Uh, you, you yeah, can, they, got, they got, I mean, there's so much to say here. I feel like I want to show set them up some reminders. Love. You can have these payment payment gateways, whatever works for you. And like right now, I um, I mean, it's so nice also because <clears throat> sending an invoice used to be such like, I gotta go send an invoice. And now <laughs> this is something I, I had to invoice somebody for something the other day. I did it from my phone. Right. It's super easy to do. You can also do things like uh, you can copy and like basically repurpose invoices. You can use little, little, what do you call it? Variables mm-hmm. inside. So you could automatically have it, have it update to what month it is, what year it'll take care of that kind of stuff for you. And then in this case, I sent this off the other day. I was feeling like, Oh, I'll just send this. And if there's any problems with it, they'll tell me. So I can see that it's got sent to this person on the 14th. Says who they looked at it on the 15th. And just, just to give you a slightly nicer, uh, best case scenario, like it used to be you'd sit and fret and go like, Oh God, I bet they're, I bet they're just ignoring this. Right, but knowing that they have looked at it, that might make you think instead, like, well, okay, maybe they're dragging their feet. But if they haven't seen it at all, now you know you have a reason to say, "Hey, look," you know what I mean. You can avoid a lot of unnecessary conflict right. and friction with people by saying, "Hey, look, just in case you didn't get this, you know, here's this." They make it so easy for you, and it's just once you start using this, you never want to go back. 
And you can even do stuff like uh, not not only can you do the time tracking stuff, but you can set up like a recurring invoice. So like if you know that someone you're going to be doing a certain amount of work every month or something like that, like, you know, oh, well, make sure to invoice my client for that 25 bucks every single month. You don't even have on the third, you know, and it just sends out, it goes out automatically. So really cool stuff like that all built into it. It's at uh, freshbooks.com slash back to work is where you go to support this show. And uh, you will, if, if you are a listener of the show and you go to that URL, you'll get 30 days free to try it out. When you sign up, please, 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 in the little how did you hear about us section, put back to work in. Uh, that would help us out tremendously and let them know that you guys are, uh, are listening. So please do go try FreshBooks out. It's freshbooks.com slash back to work. Thanks very much to them for making this show possible. Merlin Mann. Merlin Mann, <clears throat> thank you for sponsoring it. Thank you for making it. You got me into this uh, thing and now I, I love it. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's one of those things where like we have certain things, not certain things, we have, we have had sponsors for this show where honestly, you know, I think of things like Squarespace. I think of things like FreshBooks. Right. Where it's like, this is, to me, for most people, this is a no-brainer place to start. There may be a better solution out there for you to discover and test and fiddle with and try seven different versions, but there are certain kinds of products where I feel very confident saying, just go give this a try because this is, this is probably going to be what you need and a lot more. Thanks, FreshBooks. Oh, Popat. You think the Pope? Do you think the Pope has uh, people hot hair? No, I don't think he has much hair at all. Mm-mm. He's infallible. He or she. We say we say he now, but you know you never know, right? Like future future listeners, we want to make this future proof. Future proof. Yeah. Um, you got anything you want to talk about? Well, I mean, there's there's always something. Well, I mean, I, 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 you know, I, I want to talk like about I'm, sleep again. Oh, God, we got to talk about sleep. I want to talk about sleep. I want to talk about meditation. I want to talk about all that. I, stress, uh, internalizing stress, manifesting your stress physically. Hmm. I, got, I got tons of, I got a list, you know? Okay, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the place that we stayed a lot. And the bed seemed fine. I got on the bed. I laid on the bed. The bed seemed fine. I'm watching some Cartoon, cartoon Network. Bed seemed fine. Right. You know, brush my teeth, go to sleep. Bed seems fine. I woke up at about 6.30 in the morning, racked with pain. It was like somebody had been punching me in the pancreas. And I don't, Ooh. you ever get that? You lay on a bed. I think what happened was, I think it was just a little too soft at the top layer. Yes. And then my body must have been compensating a little bit. It seemed pretty firm. But like every morning I would wake up like barely able to sit up. Mm. And I, I missed my bed so much. You know, my, I mean, my, ca- my Casper mattress. Your Casper mattress. Yeah. See, the Casper that I got did not go, it, we, we did not take it into the master. And it's not a, it, we got a guest bed size out of it. And I regret that now because I've been happy, you know, even, even despite the fact that I'm like training and I'm, this is another interesting topic, but like I'm in like real training, like in a, in a gym with, with heavy weights, lifting stuff, like working really hard. And I was still having some like back issue stuff that didn't really make sense because I was sort of like training past the point where you would expect to have those kinds of problems. So I was actually talking with my uh, doctor lady who's been working with me for a few years now. And I, I said, you know, she's like, okay, tell me a little bit more. Like when, when do you feel the worst? I'm like, when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, everything's really like sore and stiff. She's like, Hmm. She's like, does it get better throughout the day? I'm like, yeah, once I've been up and around for 
you know, an hour, it's it's pretty much good. She's like, it, it could probably be your bed. That's and, exactly what I felt. Or like, like, I was really? racked with pain for half an hour and then I was better. Then you're better. And she's like, it's, it's your bed. I'm like, really? She's like, it, do you have a pillow top? I'm like, yeah, it's a pillow top. She's like, is it... Uh, is it more than about seven years old? I'm like, it's probably close to 10 years old now. She's like, this, she's like, I don't want to blame, you know, the whole issue on this. She's like, but this could be a big, she's, this could be anywhere from five to 50, 60% of the problem. I'm looking at at her text right now. So five to 60% of this back issue that I'm having. So I, you know, I, I was like, okay, that's, that's terrible. Um, and you know, it's, she said when you travel once in a while, you know, when you like sleep on a hotel bed, she's like, it, it, is it better or worse? I'm like, come to think of it. If it's a decent hotel and I'm always kind of complaining like, Oh, this mattress isn't as soft as my mattress at home. She's like, you know, she's like, that might actually be better for you. And it occurred to me that a lot of the time I'll, I won't have that when I'm in, you know, a ho- on a hotel mattress. So I'm like, wow. why, why did I get this stupid Casper for the guest room instead of uh, instead of replacing the, the master in there? But anyway, so now I got to go get a new bed. But what a, I got what a, a very interesting idea. Oh, yeah. I know. The um, yeah, it's one of those things where like, yeah, you know. You always wonder in life. Of course, everybody's always looking for a shortcut, but you always wonder in life. Like, like for example, I was wearing shoes that were more uncomfortable than I'm used to while right. I was traveling. Right, right. I, got I, had my fancy, shoes. I had my fancy shoes, which are fancy and not super comfortable. They're really nice shoes. But then I was also wearing Clarks a lot of the time. I wanted to pack fairly light, and so I only had these two pairs of shoes, and they don't have much of a uh, arch in them. So, like, I was really feeling it. Like, it, and so you always wonder. Like, I wonder what kind of impact that has. You know what I mean? Yeah. These little dumb things. That's interesting. You, you should uh, get yourself a Casper. I think I'm going to need to. Hey, uh, I'm going to say provisionally be prepared to mark this because you can cut this out if you want, if you think it's inappropriate. Okay. But I want to tell you something. I want to tell you an anecdote. I want to hear it. This is not an ad. This is an anecdote. Okay. I think it's very interesting. I was talking with my, my brother-in-law, one of my uh, favorite uh, family members. Um, so basically... My brother-in-law and sister-in-law bought a Casper mattress. They tried it for a while and they didn't like it. And you know what? They said, hey, look, you know, hey, we want to return this. Do you know what they did, the Casper people? What did they do? Have you heard about this? I think I know where you're going with this. I, I don't know if this is always the case, but I found this super interesting. The Casper people contract out people to come to your house they take the mattress out of your house for you right and they gave it to charity yeah that is so freaking cool yeah isn't that cool i i mean i get there must be reasons why they don't mention that but that made me so happy to hear that because i've always kind of been wondering like "Mm, i wonder like when they say terms conditions apply you wonder like is it weird and i'm sure there are people who've had any range of experiences but that made me really happy and so even with my family Having, and again, I'm, I apologize. I don't mean this to be an ad, except that that was really cool to hear because I love my mattress. I like this company. That was nice to hear that uh, that's, that's how they deal with that. No, I, I, I love that. I, I thought about that too. And I wonder if the reason that maybe they don't make a bigger deal out of that is maybe they won't always do that. And if they change it one day, it'll, it'll look bad or something. Well, and also you could just get in the racket of, you know, ordering mattresses 
and just having them given to charity, you know, I right, guess. Right. But anyway, you can cut that out if you want, but no, I thought that was, that. Uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's weird because they're an advertiser, but, uh, I was happy to hear that. That's, that seems like a cool thing to do with that. That's all. Oh, that's yes, pretty cool. Sleep. So sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I still struggle with it. I'll tell you, man, I think I mentioned this to you. I know I talked about this with Dalrymple, but like I've started wearing the Fitbit again. I think I told you about this. Where's right? your Apple watch? Still on the Apple on the left. Fitbit on the right. I'm All like Tech right. Cruise. I got two of these. But, um, and I'm, I've, I think I mentioned this here. Did I tell you this? How Fitbit now, the software on the Fitbit, like auto detects a bunch of stuff. Do you know about this? No. Oh, great. Okay. Well, I've told Jim about this a bunch of times. So I'll tell you really quickly. I started wearing the Fitbit again just because I like it for sleep tracking. Um, I like, I like, um, underscore David Smith sleep tracking app well enough, but the constraints of the Apple watch, it's kind of a pain. I did, however, adopt David Smith's thing of like, basically you can easily charge your watch twice a day for like half an hour. You don't need to charge it overnight. You can wear it at night if you want to, and it will work fine. Right. It's weird. They don't advertise this, but the Apple watch charges surprisingly quickly. So that was all good, but I wasn't getting the amount of data that I wanted. So I just thought, what the heck? I pulled out the Fitbit. I recharged it. Um, Put it in, updated all the data. And which in which it. one do you have again? I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> you and your Amazon. It's the Fitbit. Uh, is it the charge? Well, half the reason is it's for me charge because I, HR. The I like charge to, I HR? like to know. And people ask me later, like, what was the what Fitbit that Merlin had? And I'm like, I have oh, the Fitbit Charge HR. HR wireless activity risk. Now, okay, now I actually have a whole. I have a whole separate topic relating to. Bluetooth and wireless stuff. And I want to talk to you about that as a potential tangent after you. Tell I will me talk about, about anything you want. I already feel bad that I took you off your topic, except that I think you will find this interesting. No, I'm very interested in this. And I, I want to get back, we can get back to the sleep and the tension with the meditation and the thing. But I just want to tell you, so this is, this is a neat new thing. So, and I mentioned this, has, it, this is the one that has the little readout on it that I guess can also act as a watch because it will display the time, right? But then it'll tell you like how many beats per minute and other things you're doing. Yeah, yeah. The, the one I had before this had suffered from several problems. It was kind of cool in that it basically had this little lozenge that you would drop into a charger. Right. Uh, the, the battery life was not great on it. It was desperately prone to damage from water. So I'd gone, between my wife and I, I think we'd gone through four Fitbits with just glancing amounts of water. Mm. This one is not a lot better, but so far it has been hardier. It is cool. It's a little wider. Uh, and I, I think it looks better than the other one. It's still, it's still obviously a fitness tracker. But yeah, it, it, on, it, so it, it, you can click on it and cycle through and it does your steps, your current heartbeat. It does how many miles you've walked today. It does how many calories you've theoretically done. And this one also does uh, flights. So it detects slight changes in barometric pressure to let you know how many flights you've walked today, which is an interesting thing when you live in San Francisco. Um, that's all cool. So here's what, here's what I think is so neat about this. So yeah, if you're going to get one of these, it's not too bad. It's like a hundred bucks, 150 bucks. Um, doesn't do as much as an Apple watch, but it does some things way better. And uh, so, so here's the thing. I bought this thing, I don't know, definitely like over a year ago, at least I've had this one for a long time. Um, and, and here's a neat thing. So one reason I got this one and have, and liked this one for so long is a huge change over previous Fitbits that I'd had is that this one detects when you're sleeping. And I think it does it in a pretty savvy algorithmic way. So basically it used to be in the past on the old Fitbits, you'd have to like tap, tap, tap three times right. until you're going to sleep. You wake up in the morning, tap, tap, tap. Um, so, you know, that's okay. That worked fine. 
Um, another nice thing I think all the Fitbits do is you can go to the dashboard app on the web at any time and basically redeclare a period of time as a given kind of activity. You can say, oh, I forgot to turn this on. I went to bed at 11 last night and got up at seven today. So, so take all that data and change it from I was awake time to I was asleep time. And it, right. and it handles it differently. Super smart. Also, you can't do that with the watch. Or the Apple Watch. The other thing that you can do is you can say, oh, I forgot to enter a, a workout here. So go in. Actually, when I went to pick up my kid today, so count from 325 to 430 as a workout, as a walk. And you can, that, that's, always, that's always been a nice way to like go in, you know, if you forgot to like tell it to track and stuff like that. If you want it as a discrete workout, it will do that. I don't think you can do that with the Apple Watch. If you forget to turn on a workout, you don't get that same tracking. If you, you know, and obviously it's, not, it's never been meant to do sleep. So, Already, those are things I like about the Fitbit. Now, in the Interregnum, since I got the Apple Watch and haven't been wearing this, they've updated the software to do some very cool stuff. So, for example, the thing it's had for a while now, when you go to sleep, I think it detects, obviously, that it's nighttime. It detects that you have not moved. Anytime up to, I think if, you, if you're, it'll detect sleep as small as like a half hour. Like if you fall asleep and take a nap, it counts that as sleep. Really? So it, yeah, it's, I, I guess it's a combination of obviously how much you're moving, the way that you're moving. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's doing heartbeat, but it might be. But the brilliant thing is, you know, like last night I go to bed at, uh, you know, 1145, I wake up at 630 and that's already, as soon as I wake up, that's synced via the phone or via the USB dongle on a Mac it automatically gets shot up into the cloud. Pretty great, right? So I, you know, I'm a sleep tracker. I'm a weirdo. I'm interested in that data, but you know what else it started doing? This is so cool. Cause this is in the software. This is not in the watch as far as I know. But so all the detecting is happening, detecting, 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 all this stuff is happening on the tracker. But then there's all kinds of smarts happening back in the app, including, yes, automatic sleep tracking. But you know what else? You can go in and say, there's a whole section on auto detection now where you can say, auto detect a walk, auto detect a run, auto detect exercise, auto detect elliptical, bike riding. So basically I have it set that anytime you think that I've, you know, I've been walking for more than 10 minutes, like start tracking that like a workout. Oh, wow. I love that. So you don't even have to think about it. So like, for example, I got three walks in at uh, Legoland. <laughs> I went and looked. <laughs> and so you go into the app and it shows you all your heart rate data when you were in which zone, all that stuff is automatic. It detects it for you automatically, which I, I think that's so smart. And I think it's double smart that that seems to be happening. There might've been a firmware update, but I think that's mostly happening in the app and on the, you know, through the detection that's happening with the software, not with the hardware. And I got to say, I kind of wish the Apple watch did more stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. wish it, I, I mean, I know people get creeped out by that kind of stuff. I think it's cool. I like it. If you can detect patterns that I want you to know about, or I would like to know about that. I don't know about do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, like I say before, um, so there's a Fitbit app for iOS um, you can have run in the background to always like sync through the day. And then I use an app called sync solver, which go, it's a, it's a really, it's just a scraper basically that logs into the Fitbit site in the background and, and pushes all your data into, um, the health app. doesn't get all of it, but it gets a bunch of it. So between the Apple watch, the Fitbit and this widening scale I've got, it's, it's pretty neat. It's all kinds of like neat data being captured. I'm not sure why I mentioned that, except that it is very useful. Here, let's put it this way. Okay. It makes sleep a video game. Like I want to be getting um, at least seven hours of sleep a night, preferably more. And if I see those trend lines going down, that's a signal to me that I need to work on it. I might have a reckon about how I feel. I might have a guess about watching too much Walking Dead at night. But the truth is this tells the real story. And the real story is this is how much you slept. This is how well you slept. Now, what can I learn from that to improve? 
Well, I have some questions about this. Yeah. One of the questions is, and, and this is, this is like my wife's thing, but I trust her. And so because I trust her, I'm not ready to kind of discount it, but like it, it would seem, it seems that people who use a phone by holding it close to their ear, a cell phone, uh, maybe there's some kind of a, a cancer risk there going on. Like if you're holding the phone up by your ear and you're Didn't making you phone calls. Didn't you want to ban Wi-Fi in your house? Yes. We, I finally won that one. Okay. But we still, like, she won't let them, like, hold the iPad while the Wi-Fi is on. She has them turn the Wi-Fi off while they're using it. What? Yeah. So no multiplayer Wi-Fi games or anything because it's too, she's concerned that it's, like, right on their bodies. Hmm. Um, so that's a, that's a concern. Uh, but so we know that like using a cell phone right by your ear, like there, there seems to be evidence that maybe that can lead to problems. I, that's not the issue for me. The other issue is, does it ever enter your mind or are you ever concerned or anything that like having a device on your wrist that's doing a Bluetooth thing to a thing that's in your back pocket. Like, does this ever enter into your realm of concerns at, at all? Or do you, do you believe it's perfectly safe? I thought it was totally safe, but then she's like, oh, you know, until now I'm like, Ugh. yeah, I know that sound, you know? Yeah. Uh. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I return no, because I, I don't really have an opinion on yeah. it, which is to say that, no, I'm not worried about it. I don't even know if I should be worried about it. Uh, I don't have an opinion. Bluetooth feels benign to me. Right. Um, I want I it know. to be ben- benign real bit. Okay. So here's it. When this, when you have this thing on your wrist, can you, like, is it always trying to sync with your phone if you have your phone or can you, can you like tell it that it's in just like walking around mode? You know what I mean? For you or for what you're going to tell your wife? Well, okay. For you, I don't think so. Okay. For your wife, absolutely. Okay. And I, I've had that disabled the entire time. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> also, I uh, called the exterminator to get rid of those snipes. Did um, you uh, Did you get the small, large, or extra large one? Uh, I got the large, I think. How does that feel? How does it fit? I'm on the one, two, three. They, you know, they got a dingus. You can print out, just so, just so you know. If you go to the Fitbit site, I think they've got a paper thing you can print out and try it. But I've got the large and it's the fourth to the smallest in. Right. So, so I'm, I'm buying the, this right now. I like it a lot. Um, get it. And it's got the battery life. So, I mean, we, we can come back to this if you want in terms of like how to use this. But, you know, I've got some, t- some thoughts and some tips on charging and stuff like that. No, I, you know, I, to be honest with you, I... When all the cell phone stuff started coming out, you know, in the late nineties, early two thousands, this idea that you've got this wire and this transmitter like right next to your brain. Right. Even though I'm not the tinfoil hat type, there's a part of me that thought that does seem, you know, maybe the there's something some, to that, right? Now the idea of holding a star tack up against your brain for right. four hours a day, I could sort of see how that, I mean, it's not implausible to me that that could be doing something. Yeah. I don't know um, about the Bluetooth stuff. Um, and again, on the other hand, you know, anything that's new is going to feel weird. Inductive charging, like I've kind of wondered how that works. Like yeah. that seems kind of crazy. But I mean, I don't know. I imagine there's many much more dangerous things in our house than uh, 
than Bluetooth. Seriously. So we also, yeah. so it's cool though. I mean, like our, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, remember I experimented for a while with some of the home automation stuff. My gut is home automation is very difficult to do. Like if you're a single person with like a fancy place, and this is not like a, I'm not trying to slag, but I'm saying like if you have total control over your environment all the time and you are mostly like a single ish person, home automation is the best. As soon as you introduce anyone else into your house, especially anyone into your house who's not into things like using a phone to turn a light on and off, vis-a-vis a wife, um, that gets harder. <laughs> right. Having a child makes it tri- triply harder because now, I mean, like you really want to like, the thing is most of these bulbs and stuff, like if you turn off the lamp, you don't have a smart bulb anymore. You've got to use mm-hmm. software. And for a lot of people that works. Like for, for Dan Morin, I think that works. He can control his whole world uh, through the uh, Echo and, and that works fine. And I, I'd love to be able to do that, but it's just not feasible for me here. I have lights that turn on automatically in my office. I have lights that turn off after half an hour automatically. I've got a motion sensor. That all works at my office because I control that environment. But at home, that doesn't work. What I'm, what I'm getting at, though, is that I am very interested in the monitoring stuff, not just cameras. We have a couple cameras at our house. Um, the canary is neat. The canary camera is neat partly because we can watch the cat walk around when we're not at home. And it has stuff like you can set off a siren if you see anything dangerous or whatever. I don't anticipate using that. But what else is cool is it's got like a, a very generic air quality detector. So you can see like the quality of your air change. I guess it could be cigarette smoke. It could be, I don't know. I'm guessing it could be having the burners on and cooking. Right. But I notice a difference when we open the windows. The quote unquote air quality gets better. Also, our widening scale does uh, monitoring. It does temperature and uh, CO2 in particular monitoring. I don't know. And I realize this is early days for all of those things, but between Apple Watch, the Fitbit, these home devices, I'm very interested in what kind of stuff you could learn from capturing information that's otherwise just drop bits, like what I could learn from that. And I, I, what I'm envisioning is a world where that starts making more sense to where I could say, wow, you know, you sleep better on nights when you didn't watch TV until you went to bed. Yeah. You sleep better on nights when you didn't have more than a couple drinks. You, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, you took a walk. Hey, did you know that in the last six months, th- the nights that you took a walk, you had 40% better sleep than other nights? Right. That's the kind of stuff I'm looking for. You know, it isn't so much to like, I'm not going to run a marathon and I, I don't need to track every calorie, but I love the idea. For me, the dream of these devices, it, a la the automatic workout tracking is I don't want to have to think about the device. I just want the data to become what it's all about. And the data all gets shuttled into the right place. And then I can draw conclusions about what I want to do differently based on what it's gathered. That's what this stuff means to me. Right. And I see, I really like that because like now I have this and we've talked about this before. I think the last time that this was going on with me is that like sometimes I will get in this jag where I'll wake up at like five 30 in the morning, which is an hour approximately before I need to be awake. And, you know, like I'll wake up and I'll look and I'm like, okay, this is really dark. And that probably means it's not exactly time to wake up. And I'll look at the clock. I'm like, 5.33 again. And then I'm like, well, it's going to take me a little while to fall back to sleep. And by the time I fall back to sleep, then it's it's going to be like close enough to when I need to wake up that that'll disrupt. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I, I absolutely know. And I want to. I mean, like, if I if I get up to pee at at three thirty or four, yeah. the quality of sleep I have out, not to be gross, but the quality of sleep I have after w- overtly waking up is markedly lower. Right. Yeah. And I just I don't. You know, like I, I would this would this help address that? Do you think? Well, um, 
I'm sorry, I'm going to text you a couple screen grabs from um, the Fitbit so you can see. You know, I think it does. And so while I may not be a believer in like, you know, waves through the air harming me, I do believe in a certain kind of useful MacGuffin that there is a way to knowingly bluff yourself, right? You hear about like Vince Lombardi used to set his watch 15 minutes fast. Well, Vince Lombardi was not an idiot. He knew that his watch was set 15 minutes fast, but that worked for him. Right. Why did that work? Because I'm going to postulate because he had made an overt decision to be on time for things that was reflected in this change. He's put a stake in the ground. So now it's not just that he's a dummy who doesn't remember if his watch is correct. He has now decided that he's a person who's going to be early for things. And I think sometimes that's where success comes from is making some kind of an overt, um, well, putting an overt stake in the ground. And so with an app, with an app like this or devices like this, like there's no guarantee that's going to improve anything. But for example, like if you said to yourself, like, okay, I'm doing the sleep tracking thing. If you, you turn it into a little bit more of a video game, you say, oh man, I would really love, it's a Friday night into a Saturday morning. I should be able to sleep until seven in an ideal world. Ordinarily, you might just throw in the towel and go look at your phone, but you say, you know what? I really want this extra hour or two of sleep. Yeah. I want, I want, I want to put some numbers up on the board. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell myself I can go to bed. I'm going to do some, some relaxation things. I'm going to do some like self-talk things, whatever it takes for you to be able to get back to sleep. I think that can be just, can be just enough to tip the scales. It'll depend day to day, but it can be enough to make the difference rather than going like, well, I'm not the kind of person who falls back asleep. Well, guess what? Now I'm the kind of person I've decided I'm the kind of person who falls back asleep. That sounds dumb, but I, I think that's how change happens is from saying, you know, it's the moment to moment thing. Like I need to see, I want to succeed at this today, even if I don't succeed at this tomorrow. So I think, it, I think it can help. It's, it's a little dorky to wear two devices, but <laughs> a little, I'm, I'm dorky in so many, I brought two fantastic four shirts for the trip to the wedding. So, yeah, I, mean, I mean, I'm that's... not, yeah. Mm. Mm. The TSA lady asked me about it. Really? About yeah, what? The one on each away, wrist? No, that's about my shirt. Oh, she threw, she threw away my leather man, my, my tiny little leather man with the one inch blade on it. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there. Oh. They searched my backpack for the third time. And then she goes, what are you, thing four? I was like, <laughs> she goes, what is, what is that? I said, it's a comic book thing. <laughs> you don't get to hear how cool a Fantastic Four is. Right. You're a horrible person. You're yeah. throwing away my awesome little thing. I'm, I'm so not dangerous. My, eight, my eight-year-old daughter's terrified because I'm being searched by the TSA. Anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's so many stories about people who just could not get into or stick with the watch. You hear so many stories about people with Apple Watch where they were very excited about it or mostly excited about it. They wore it because they felt, you know, they were kind of obligated to amortize $400 worth of jewelry. And then the story you keep hearing from people is one day I didn't put it on and then another day I didn't put it on and I realized I wasn't putting it on and I didn't miss it. Right? Yeah. That's not the thing you want to hear about a device. No. Is I, I, I forgot it one day and didn't miss it. Right. Because that sounds like almost every device I've got in a pile in the garage. Every fitness device, every electronic device. Right. But with something like, and I'm not, I'm not here to just advocate for the Fitbit. I like what these both do. I mean, there are things I've learned to love certain things the watch does well and learn to ignore most of the stuff, it, the many things that it does poorly. So I still like that. Far from an essential thing. But the Fitbit, like that, that is, that is the better tracker in this case. It's not too dorky. It's not too expensive and it's not too high touch. So, I mean, we could talk more about the tips for like, you know, using it day to day, but what, what's your thinking? It sounds like you're on, uh, What's your, what's your line you're always quoting and scaring people? You're on the edge of something, but you don't know what? 
Oh, I'm right on the edge. I don't know what comes next. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I just ordered this thing while we were talking. Um, wow. Yeah, because I trust you and I, I do want to learn a little bit more about this. I had a Fitbit. It's the same one you were talking about, the little, uh, the little one that had the little beetle that you would put inside the strap. And I, you know, I, I didn't love that. I gave it to my mom when she wanted it a few years ago when before I got into the Apple Watch thing. And I I mean, you know, you're describing me when you talk about the Apple Watch. I kind of, I waited a while to get it. And then when I got it, I, re- I thought it was really cool at first. And then uh, I did stop wearing it. And uh, I gave that, gave it to my mom too, because she's, oh, I really want an Apple Watch. I'm like, are you sure that you want an Apple Watch? And she's like, no, I know, I know I do. I really want one. I really want one. She's like, they're just so expensive. I'll say, you know what? Let me just send you mine. And, uh, and if you like it, you know, try, try it out. Maybe then you'll, you'll want to get one. And she's like, oh, okay, sure. I'd love to try it. And I sent it to her and I didn't miss it. And after a week or two, I said, you know what? Keep it. I said, and if you don't like it, you can sell it or whatever you want to do with it. It's yours. It's a gift. Enjoy it. And I haven't missed it. I haven't missed it at all. I haven't thought about it <laughs> once, but what I, the one part of it that I do miss is like, I, I was using it when I was doing these workouts, I was doing this, the training that I'm doing and going on walks and, and things like that. I really liked not so much seeing if I had taken X number of steps in a day, but I did like keeping track of like, what was my, you know, was I, was I hitting the goal that I had for like the heart rate was my heart rate at the right level while I was doing this exercise or what about the whole sleep thing? And I wasn't wearing the Apple watch when I was sleeping anyway. Um, right. So I, I kind of want to see if there's a way I can improve that uh, in addition to maybe getting a better bed and other things. So there were these little things that were kind of missing that I wanted to see if they would, you know, something like this would answer. So I have been on the edge of getting something like this anyway and thinking about it anyway. So to hear you talk about it now, it definitely, and and the fact is I don't, you know, like I've worn a watch for a long time, ever since I was a little kid. And, uh, and, and the fact that this has, does tell time kind of is a plus for me also. Oh, yeah. These screenshots are sending me look really cool. Yeah, so the oldest one is like what a day looks like. And so you can change all of those to be in a different order. You can move things around. Uh, the second screen I sent you is like examples of what the exercise captures, like the, the, de- the not the detail pages, but those kind of summary pages of a given exercise. Mm-hmm. And then you see the exercise goals where you can say like, how many days a week do you want to exercise? One that I didn't include here that I think is super cool. I mean, one thing you think about like one thing the Apple Watch got famous for was at 10 minutes till the hour, it makes a very prominent buzz to let you know to stand up, right? That's kind of cool. Another thing you can do with the Fitbit though, a new thing, I think this is so clever, all with software, is you can go in and say, how many hours of the day do you want to take more than 250 steps? So they don't have the the, the genius of the Apple software and hardware, but you can go in and as a grown-ass person say, I would like to, for at least five hours a day or whatever, I want to take at least 250 steps. And then you get a little progress bar. Anytime you go look at Fit, your Fitbit app, it'll show you, it'll show you the little filled in, not, not the circles, but these little dots for like, these are the hours that you made it and you didn't. So, I mean, there are ways to, you know, the thing is, if you really want to get in shape or you really want to get healthier, do whatever, you're like, you'll do it. Um, it's just that having this little bit of nerdery, I think, can help. And again, this is this is something much bigger and much different, which is I'm just curious about a future where all that data that's out there, I can find useful things to pull out of it. 
You know, it's like the thing is, if you're the captain of the ship, you keep a log of everything that's going on, whether it's interesting or not, because who knows when they're going to need that data, right? right? So why not do that with your with your body and your movement? You know what I mean? Why not why not have that notice? Hey, you get a you know you get a uh, you get a cookie. You you walked for you know fifteen minutes today, and 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 here it is. And of course, you can still use it with things like Strava. If you if you really get into walking and running and stuff like that, check out Strava because Strava will integrate with your Fitbit and do stuff like show you elevations, like like up and down hills and stuff like that. Stuff that I'm kind of surprised the Apple Watch is not doing automatically. Um. I, yeah, I'd, I'd say give it a spin. All right. Well, I, I, mean, I did order it, so it'll be here. Well, why don't we? Um, if you're inter- if you're interested, uh, maybe we could talk more about this. Did you want to maybe tell me about one more thing that you like? Yes, sir. I'll tell you about our uh, friends over at Wealthfront, who I do like a lot. They're an automated investment service. They make it possible for anybody with pretty much any amount of money to get the same kind of really amazing uh, professional wealth management that uh, that in the past you only would have got if you had like a million bucks to invest. And uh, the, the way that they do this is they, they took some really, really smart people who wrote some really, really smart algorithms and they built a really cool system that lets you invest and, uh, and it, it increases. That's the whole goal, increasing what you have uh, saved there. But they do it in a way that saves you money on taxes. They do it in a way that makes it uh, incredibly easy for you to kind of set it and forget it. They take it and they make a bucket. You can just chuck your money into the bucket. You don't have to wonder, oh, what's going on here? I don't have to follow index funds. I have to pick the right fund. I have to watch it. No, this is for people who are like, probably like us, like me for sure, where you say, you know what? I just want to find a place I can trust and I can invest some money and they'll they'll manage it for me the way that they would have managed it for me if I was a multimillionaire, uh, but they're going to do it for way, way, way less. This is the cool part. If you go to wealthfront.com slash five by five, they will manage your first $15,000 entirely free of charge for life. So that means in addition to never paying commissions, because you never pay commissions to Wealthfront, and in addition to never paying any hidden fees, because they don't have any hidden fees, you also won't pay any management fees at all on that first $15,000 that you've invested. Now, if you don't use that special code, it's normally $10,000. Here it's fifteen. So Wealthfront.com slash 5 by 5 go there, and whatever you invest above and beyond uh, the 15000 you're only going to pay 0.25% per year, which is a quarter of what you would pay with one of these uh, wealth management professionals who won't even look at you if you don't have a million bucks. So thank you very much to Wealthfront. Go check them out. Wealthfront.com slash five by five. Thanks, Wealthfront. Buck. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, I got some, I can give you some, some tips that might help. Yeah, I want them. So are you you're are you're totally out of the Apple Watch business business at this point? Yes, and I I will not make any kind of blanket statement like I will never go back. Uh, but yeah, you don't you don't need to. I mean, it's, it's so weird that people feel they need to do that. No, I I the current Apple Watch as it stands right now in 2016, the the first Apple Watch, it it did not offer me enough to want to wear it. I felt that, uh, you know, perhaps if it was a lot less bulky. Perhaps if the battery lasted a lot longer, perhaps if it was a little bit more responsive, perhaps if it could display the time all the time, <laughs> right. uh, little little things like that. There there wasn't an, and people are like, I couldn't live without the notifications. Well, 
I turned most of the notifications off. I, di- I didn't want most of the notifications. And I found that the data that it gathered about the things that are important, uh, exercise and things like that, were okay, but they weren't great. And what I remember of the Fitbit and what you've shown me in, in the, the robot here pacing to me makes me think that this is exactly what I want. So as far as the battery, you talk about the battery life. How often do I have to charge this thing? I, well, so, so one quick thing about the Apple watch. So this is, again, this is something I'll try and find a link for this, but the thing I learned from underscore David Smith in, in explaining how you can do sleep tracking with an Apple watch, mm-hmm. he introduced it. To, I just want to get this out of the way because it's worth mentioning. You don't have to do your Apple watch like overnight. Like you don't have to do that. You can, you can charge it a couple times throughout the day when you're not like when you're taking a shower. So I mentioned that here because I have this kind of ritual that I do twice a day usually around showers or around like TV time, like at the beginning of the day, you know, um, if I'm going to do a lot of activity and I want to get it tracked, I, I, w- I won't do this, but like if I'm just walking around the house, drinking coffee and getting ready in the morning, uh-huh. taking a shower, uh-huh. I plug in the Apple watch, uh, you know, I put it on the dingus and I plug in the Fitbit and make sure I top off both of those from wherever I was that, you know, overnight the, if you've charged before you go to bed, usually with an Apple watch, it drops to like maybe 60, 70%. You can top that off really fast. The Fitbit, you don't need to do that. You can get, I'm going to say at least two, two to five days off a Fitbit. I think you can safely get three days and probably more just to be conservative though. Do it at least every three days. Um, that's a good ritual to get into. Again, habits, habits, habits. That's a, that's even if you're not trying to be healthy, you just want to be better. <laughs> that's a good habit to get into. These dumb little habits really accumulate. I really, I really believe that. But that's what I would do. I would say when you get up in the morning, charge it. At night, like if you're like, you know, watching TV or hanging out, reading a book with your kid, that's another good time to charge it. Um, I don't know much about how the battery in the Fitbit works. I don't know if you're fatiguing it by not letting it go all the way down. Right. But um, that's, you know, and, and, and so, yeah, there's that. Another neat thing is um, I got a couple little random tips I just want to mention. Um, so let's say you, you get your Fitbit. You want to charge it all the way up. You're going to have to basically sync it. You get an account at Fitbit.com. And so now there's primarily two ways that this thing syncs um, with the cloud. Um, the easiest way that I know of is to have, have it do it via Bluetooth to your phone. So you can have that do it just when you open it, or you can have it set to do it all day long. Right. Just because I'm kind of into it right now, I have it set to all day long. I'm, I'm usually around the house. My phone's usually plugged in. It's no big deal. If you if you don't want to tax your phone at all, it comes with a little dongle that you can plug into the USB port of your Mac. And there's a little uh, menu item that you can run. And anytime it gets near there, it will sync for you. Oh, that's handy. And, and they don't clobber each other. So, you know, so if it gets it sometimes from this one and sometimes from that one, that's fine. So whatever you prefer, just make sure it gets synced up. I would say charge it up, get the account, get it synced up. You know, and in the first couple of days, you're going to want to play with it. You're going to want to do workouts. But there's a couple of things that I would do if you have the time. One thing that I think is helpful, you'll go into this page in the dashboard called personal information. You'll enter stuff like uh, your, your height and your weight. And, and by the way, this will work with a widening scale. So this can automatically update Based, based on, you know, your widening scale. That's kind of cool. These all like work together. Um, what I would do though, something I need to redo this because I think mine is scoring me rather over generously for mm-hmm. steps. Go to a track near your house and um, basically start a workout and walk at least one, but preferably four laps, right? 
and you can figure out what we're doing here. Right. So take the number of steps and, and basically figure out how long your stride is. Because in the body info, you can have a stride length for when you're walking and a stride length for when you're running. And I think it's probably a good idea to put those in. Again, Apple Watch doesn't do this. But I think it's, it's, it's a good idea to tell it like what a stride is for you. Do, you. do you follow me? Totally. So you can do the arithmetic on that. You basically just you know say how many steps were in you know, a quarter of a mile and turn that into feet and inches. Put that in. Um, you can also set things like how, I think you can set how sensitive you want it to be at sleep tracking. I have it on the regular setting. You could have it be more sensitive. It seems like it's not catching stuff. But I would just go in and do all that configuration junk, make sure it's syncing, play with it a lot for a couple of days. And then I would say almost kind of forget about it. Make sure it's still syncing, but like it's like using a scale. Like you don't want to think about it too much. Like weigh yourself a lot, but don't pay any attention to what the data is. And I would say ditto here, unless it's helping you a lot and motivating you. But you know what I mean? You don't have to like nerd out on this thing to where you get fatigued with it, but let it start really stacking up that data. And after a week, you will see some very interesting patterns. I can tell you, for example, I don't know why exactly the night I get the poorest sleep is Sunday nights. Like it's really strange. I get the least and poorest sleep on, on, on excuse me, on Sunday nights. And so like, that's something to tell me like, Hey, you know, that's something you can work on. It would not be that hard to get in the habit. You can go back and see like how much you sleep on Sundays. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. those little bits of information, that's actionable data. That's something where I can say, well, I, I should have be able to have control over that. Is it that I'm like dreading the week? Is it that, that I can tell you that Sunday's a good TV night. That's true. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what is it that's causing that to be the case? Other neat things you can do, you can set it to um, automatically like warn you when the battery's low. So you can set it. So this thing has a little, little buzzy haptic thing in it. So you can have it, for example, let you know. You can set it so that when the, when the battery's getting low on the Fitbit, it buzzes and lets you know to go plug it in. That's handy. That's handy. You can also, a great thing are these silent alarms. So you can go in and basically say, you know, at, you know, at 6.25 in the, in the morning, wake me up and it just buzzes. I mean, it just, it doesn't make a noise so much, little noise, but mostly just vibrates on your wrist and wakes you up. Super cool. Um, and you can also go in and tweak what stuff you want it to show as you cycle through. You can have it give you a little like celebration when you reach your steps, step goal of the day. Do you so like still, that? I mean, like w- when you were, when you are, are using the Apple watch for this kind of thing, like I know a lot of people are like, Oh, I'm staring at the little circles. I'm trying to complete the circles. I mean, does that kind of thing, work for you? Is that something that you think about? I used to think, I talked to Jim a lot about this because, you know, we were several months apart in the Apple Watch game and he had already gotten pretty fatigued on the circles right. as I was getting really excited about it. In some ways, I find the circles somewhat demotivating in some ways. Like I almost, I can I totally like I, see that. Well, I, I almost always get, I would say, I think the watch would tell a different story, but I, I'm going to guess that I get in the modern era, in the current era, I get my stand goal Usually by early evening, I get my stand goal, I would say 60% of the time. I get my, the, the outside ring, the like general movement uh-huh. goal. I get that like a lot of the time and more. It's just, it's the exercise, the, the, like the 30 minutes of exercise part that I don't get. And like, obviously if I cared, I would be, you know, doing it more, but like I sort of, I've sort of tuned out to that. With this though, I have one metric on the Fitbit. Did I walk 9,000 steps today? And here's the thing. If that buzzes at three in the afternoon or two in the afternoon, I go, wow, I've walked a lot today. If it buzzes, as it so often does, at eight or nine, I go, oh, that's cool. I have right. a step goal. I wasn't really trying. That's cool. You know what I also noticed, though? I also noticed if, if, I, have, if I haven't gotten the buzz in a few days, uh-huh. that means I ain't been walking enough. And I do notice that. I go, hmm, 
I haven't gotten the buzz in a while. And that is a way of like just kind of reminding me without having to like make me go look at charts. Um, but again, it's all just background stuff, depending on how much you want to be into it today, this morning, this week, whatever, you can just keep trucking along doing what you're doing. And it's all data. Even if it's not data you're proud of, it's still data that's in there. And I think that can be useful. Sure. Um, what are some other things in here? They have a premium setting where you can go in and get some more tricked out stuff, but I think you'll be fine with just the basic setup. The main thing is make sure it is tracking correctly for the first few days, but then you don't really have to obsess over it. Do you have a um, a robot scale? You got like a Wything scale? Yeah, uh, the one that just shows the thing. But you know what's interesting is like I, since I've kind of been in this m- much more serious kind of training mode, I... It's it's funny because it's like that's the opposite. I mean, I'm I'm I should say for the record that um I'm happy with my weight. It's my uh overall sort of physical uh strength and fitness level that I'm trying to increase and doing it in uh you know, in a variety of different ways. So I'm not so much looking at a scale the way that I used to in a sense of like, oh, I've gained two pounds. I've I've actually completely stopped looking at a scale or caring in any way, shape, or form about about my weight, and it's more about how do I how do I feel, um, right? And right, I, right. and I say that because when I was younger, I've I was overweight. I wasn't ever you know I I know the word fat is a politically incorrect word to use. I'm not sure what the the right word to use is, but I was never so heavy that people would say, wow, you, you really ought to lose some weight. But I, well, yeah, I, I mean, personally, I would not use fat to describe another person today, but I could definitely tell you there are times in my life when I felt fat. That right. Was the word. Ex- exactly. For at <laughs> least for no, myself, right? No use standing off the edges. I have felt like, oh, like even right now, I'm like, oh, I feel my gut when I sit down more than I would like. Right. That's just me. And I can use that word for myself because that's how I feel. Right, right, right. Well, all of that changed for me around the time that I went, uh, I started eating a paleo diet, but I wasn't really addressing the other things that like when you're in your 20s, you know, like you're pretty good condition all the time. You can go and do stuff and and it Mm -hmm. doesn't hurt the next day. And, you know, and when you're in your forties, you actually need to work at it to to have that same kind of thing. So, you know, so that's, that's why for me, I think my curiosity is more like what your curiosity is in that you kind of want to understand these patterns and find out uh, if the way that you're feeling is something that's based on uh, activities that you're doing that maybe you're not paying that close attention to in a way and that, that the something like this maybe can help you do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And the thing I keep struggling to put my finger on is that I'm, I'm not trying to um, disparage people who want to get and stay fit because that's a really laudable goal. It's just it, what these kinds of devices and technologies afford is, and this is going to sound really weird, but it's more like a, uh, I'm more of a hobbyist at this. I don't want to run a triathlon. Right. I, I, I would rather die later than sooner if I had my druthers, but I'm not obsessed with the health part of this, but that doesn't make me less interested in what I can learn from mm-hmm. this. Right. It doesn't mean I'm always going to act on it, but like the, the interest in having this data in there, I don't know. Again, think of the ship's log. Just having that data without even knowing what to do with it could be useful to you at some point. You never know. I mean, there was a story going around last week, I think, about being able to tell from somebody's Apple Watch what kind of a cardiac event that they'd had and being able to like respond with the right kind of treatment based <laughs> on verifying it was this and not that. Right. So I don't know. I can't speak to that. All I can say is that like I don't think we need to feel ashamed 
as people who are neither near death nor athletes in wanting to follow this kind of stuff just because it's the same reason you would use something like rescue time. I mean, you know, rescue time lets you be aware of how you're spending your time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily make you go be efficient, but it does make you aware of it. And, and that awareness, I mean, even when you don't act on the awareness, having it can be a nice thing. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just that it sounds like we're talking about something where we're saying you should go out and get in shape or you should go get more sleep. I'm not even really saying that. I'm just saying, I think it's interesting to have the data there. And let's say I do, let's put it this way. Let's say six months from now, I really decide I do want to get in shape. It'll be kind of handy to have all this data as to, to see the deltas and how I'm doing. So like weighing myself, regardless of whether I feel skinny or fat, is, a, is making data points. Even if I don't love or hate the data, True. I'm just making the data. True. And the more that these devices can gobble that stuff up for me, then, you know, I'm happy to say usually privately, that's, that's a cool thing. I, I think that's a very cool thing. And it does make you aware. If you are aware that you might generally like to get more sleep and you've got data that says, hey, you know, going to bed at nine rather than 12 on Sundays could be an improvement for you. Well, the data is there now to tell you that's, that's something you can do. I like that. So you get this thing tomorrow, huh? Yeah. Exciting. I'm trying to think of what else. There's, there's all kinds of sites out there for doing all the different kinds of wacky syncing stuff. Is it there still like a sharing community of like you share it and your friends see that you did a workout and they, they can feel inspired to go work out? Is that still? Yeah. And I get, I mean, I feel really bad because like once every month or two, I get invitations for Fitbit and mm -hmm. I, I could certainly see the, the fun, the value and the benefit for that. That's, that's no, that would be like, I don't know, like having having an invitation to hang out at the DMV. Like I, I just, I don't, I know, no offense that I deleted the invitation. It's just that I don't know. That's not what I would use it for. You can use it for competitions and challenges and meh, trash talk and all that kind of stuff. But that's not what I want it for. Like, yeah. I, you know, I don't want my scale using Twitter. I, like I, uh, I'm happy to just have that stuff on, on my own thing here. Yeah, there, used to be a there used to be a terrific site called Sync Metrics that has gone away, but that used to be kind of the gold standard for making all your things talk to each other. But, um, and there are some limitations, like for example, um, the workouts that you do with Fitbit don't get counted on Apple health. If right. that matters to you, right. like only, it seems like only Apple watch ones get counted, but I don't know. My, my hope in some ways is that having all this data here is going to be handy when I, when like a year or two from now, you can say stuff like, you know, show me, two or three surprisingly simple things that could make me feel better, right? And you would say like, whoa, you notice, you know what's weird is like if you check your email a lot the morning after you didn't sleep much, you have a bad day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we are so close to that kind of information giving us really useful, you know, uh, data on, on what we could do differently. That's, that's the dream for me now is to say, okay, you've got this data from my movement. You've got this data on my weight, you got this data on all these different things. Plus, who knows how much background data they could be pulling out about where I walked, when, and how, and what my heartbeat was like at the school when I went to this thing. Right. It doesn't seem like we're that far away from being able to draw some even fairly broad inferences about how our background behavior affects how we feel. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of no-brainer stuff. Like, don't drink till you pass out every night. That's a good tip. You don't need to watch for that. Right. You know, <laughs> don't get emphysema. Like, right. there's all kinds of good stuff out there. But, like, this is just, I like the idea of something that's just, I'm repeating myself. But I like the idea of a dingus who's just kind of watching what happens and, and uh, writing it down for me. And then the, the, the apps that can aggregate that into useful information are, I, I have to imagine that stuff's going to be coming along 
So what's your goal? Your goal is better sleep. Better sleep is part You're of it. You're going to get some more. You get some more credit. You see here in the auto-recognized exercise, you got walk, run, outdoor bike, elliptical sports, aerobic workout. Be interesting to see how that works for you. Yeah. I mean, can you, you can't like, unless you tell it manually, like, how does it know? Does it just see your heart rate going up or, or what? All I have ever gotten is a walk because that's all I ever take. Right. It's never said, what are you doing elliptical? I've never gotten that right. uh, confusion. Um, so I, I'm not sure how it, it knows it, but I mean like, you know, most fit, fitness truckers, for example, now know that you're not actually running 45 miles an hour. You're actually in a car. Like it's able right. to figure out things like that. So I don't know how it works, but I think they've gotten pretty smart about a lot of these. It'll be interesting to see if you get some false positives or negatives, yeah. but, but most of it's in there. So yeah, we go to that exercise goal and turn all of those on like to anything 10 minutes or longer, like track it and just see what happens. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So next week I'll be able to tell you all about it. All I've had, uh, Two, two workouts and a couple walks uh, since then, at least. Well, I'm anxious to hear how it goes. Yeah. Well, thank you for that, because this has been on my mind, and I hadn't really been sure if I was going to do it, but now I feel good about it. Well, and we can come back next week. We can talk about that, and we can talk about uh, the other stuff that you had in mind. Uh, rack it up. We can talk about all of it. Rack it up. Um, let's thank our sponsors for this week. We had uh, Wealthfront. Yep. Where Par- did they go for Parachute. Wealthfront? Oh, well, wealthfront.com. Uh, let's see. You're going to put me on spot here. Oh, no, I'm not. Well, you'll cut all Wealth, this out. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, this show will never air. Wealthfront.com slash five by five. You got freshbooks.com slash back to work. And you got parachutehome.com slash back to work. They give a sheet. <laughs> I, lo- I love if they don't use it. I'll tell you what. I'm going to be, I'm actually going to be physically angry. No, I, I'm already that. physically uh, angry. I'm going to throw the sheets back in their face. Take this. Mm. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> okay, let's button this up. I love you. Love you too, Merlin Man. Eat boop. <laughs>